Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right, F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. Of the rough cut, I am your host, the yes. one and only Vinny Milani, alongside your boy AJ Johnson. We're here, buddy. It has finally arrived. The premiere. What's up? How's it going on this beautiful day? Man, I let me tell you, I'm excited. I've been <laughs> the countdown has just been going. I don't know if you've seen it on the on the social media. I've just been waiting, and every time that number drops, my heart like rises a little bit. This is exciting. Let me just say to all the viewers out there, do something you love, because this never felt like work to me. And for those who don't know, we we put some work in on this. All those teasers, we put some work in. So to finally be here, feels like a victory, bro. Feels like a victory. I'm excited. The rough cut is here. We have put some hours into this show we put some days into this show in just that little short month that we had yeah. full of teasers we were like okay let's prep this show let's get it out there first before we drop it i mean we got it out Hot. there man we had we had some <laughs> teasers we had some fun times doing those things lots of recordings lots of yeah. fun but today yeah. is the day it's here. The rough cut is changing your life. Let everyone know here. I got to let everyone know what they're about to get, what they're in store for. They're yeah. in store for not one, not two, but three episodes a week from your boys, okay? And we're not just talking one sport. We're not talking all sports in one episode either. We're talking different sports, different days, so you can have it the way you want it. You know, you have those sports shows where you're like, okay, I don't really want to listen to football talk. I want to get to my hockey talk. I'm not going to listen to the show anyways. We got think, it covered. I think you just told them we're the Burger King of sports shows. You can have it your way. I don't really I don't, really <laughs> I don't like know. that. I'm not a Burger King know, guy, man. Right? I'm not I'm a like, fan really of that one. I don't know about that. No, Plus, not, the king is kind of creepy, bro. The king just like kind of yeah. pops up behind you when you're not looking and just like, Ooh, what you doing? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you doing? I, you know, I've never had that opinion on the Burger King, but you know, now that I see it and I'm going to see him in the commercials, I'm going to all I'm going to think is he's got to haunt you your dreams, bro. You getting, oh, you you going to eat that Whopper? You going to finish that? <laughs> what oh, you mean man, you're not no. doing a two for five? <laughs> Oh, man, I don't want to be compared to Burger King. But either way, you're going to get three different shows a week from your boys talking all sports. We got football, basketball, hockey, baseball, wrestling. We'll talk. Maybe we'll talk some soccer. I mean, we are going to be. I said maybe. I said maybe. We will talk all around the world sports here. 
give you what you want. And we're also going to be going live on Sundays throughout the year. I know, AJ, I'm sorry. I am so sorry for bringing up a sensitive subject here. I'm sorry. Our Sunday really? lives. Really? <laughs> they... Nah, nah. Hold on. So you're going to get excited about Sundays and then just bring it to a real somber tone? That's how you It feel? ain't somber for me. Yo, so you're just real excited today. I get it. Okay. No, you know Cloud what? Nine, baby. You know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. And let me tell you where you were going. Sundays, as of now, in this beautiful football season, recently on Instagram Live at the Rough Cut Sportscast, we have been doing daily fantasy lineups. Vinny's a little new to this. I'm a little medium to this. And I will admit to you, <laughs> Vinny, I played it horribly last Sunday. I did. I played it horribly. And you know, because when we got off the live show and I looked there at my roster for daily, I was distraught. I was depressed. <laughs> I had homework and a whole day of football. And I don't think I was excited because this was the rematch. And I botched it with my very first pick. <laughs> well, my very Who's first, first slot. Pick, my fir- my first, first pick, pick made sense. My first slot. The moment wow. that I had to look at the top of my roster and Mitchell Trubisky was there, what a heartbreaker, bro. Oof, like, that's a tough look, buddy. I literally tweeted out like the week before when he started for the first time in weeks that it hurts. It physically hurts to watch Mitchell Trubisky play football. But all the experts were talking about how he's a great value and he's playing the putrid Lions. At 5400 you can save so much money at QB on Mitch Trubisky. And I let him talk me into it. And he put up a <laughs> mediocre 14 points. You went with the tight end Taysom Hill and he damn near put up 25 on me. It was uh. every touchdown runs through Taysom Hill, man. I'm an Alvin Kamara owner in fantasy. I know that every Mm. touchdown runs through Taysom Hill, whether Mm. I like it or not. Okay. And I granted you this rematch. Okay. I was nice enough out of the kindness of my heart. I granted you this rematch, and this is what you give me? This is what oh you give gosh. me? Oh, my gosh. Look here, bro. This listen. Listen. I, you know what? Okay. I didn't want to do this, you know, because we're friends and all. But I'm going to just go ahead and tell the world the truth. Vinny's been going through a hard time in life, so I knew he needed a couple wins. And I figured if I just phoned it in on Daily Fantasy, you know, he'd, he'd have something to live for. He'd be happy. What? He'd be smiling. Look at him. Is it me? Look at that smile. He's showing the pearly whites. I'm the one. Wait, wait. I'm the one going through the hard times. Wait a second. Wait a second. (laughs) I mean, like last week, last week was a good week for me. I clinched a playoff spot in my money league. I'm in the playoffs in like 90% of my fantasy leagues. Where's the hard time? You know, folks, folks, I know we just started this show. I promise you, AJ is not as senile and like out of it. As he seems, we're going to get into some tear talk in a little bit. I promise you, stick with us. AJ is not going to be like this the whole show, okay? Awesome, you promise, awesome AJ? Eckler. Awesome. Eckler let me down. Hey, Vontae he let Parker me down. Let me down. Too, buddy. Huh? Lots lots of letdowns, okay? Austin Eckler let me down in my money league. So okay. I was there with you. And that's the funny part. Before, As we wrap this up here, that was the funny part. You drafted a lot of guys for my team that I had on my actual money league team that I really care about. And those guys really just, well, you know, they didn't do, they didn't do yeah. what they were supposed to do. It's okay. But, I'm hey. guaranteeing a week three win for me. 
on DFS. Who said I was gonna? Who said I was gonna give you a week three rematch? You know, you're living too high you to say no. Me? Yes. Are you challenging on me? On the premiere. What's up? You gonna accept or not? I mean, my people will get back to your people. Okay. okay? You, you, my people. I'll be waiting back on that your, phone call, buddy. My I'm people at the rough call. cut will get back to your people at the rough cut. Okay. Okay. All right. How about Secretary that? Secretary we'll on see. the ready, we'll baby. <laughs> we'll How about this? For you listening at home, find out on Sunday on our Instagram page if I accepted this challenge. <laughs> and AJ, AJ, where can they find us on social media? At the Rough Cut Sportscast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And if you ever find and lost, just jump on one of our pages. I promise you, we got them listed there waiting on you to just click and accept and follow and like and share. Tell all your friends. Why not? Everyone needs a new sports cast. We're changing the game, okay, folks? Whether you like hockey, baseball, basketball, football, we're changing the game. You can listen to us no matter what sport you like. So please tell your friends, okay? AJ, are you ready to get into our main topic, our main dish of the evening? Let's do this. I am prepared. I am ready. Let's give them the goods. That's why they came. Not to hear us. Let's Joe give Snow's them the goods. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give them the goods. We're talking tiers today. We're talking NFL tiers. We've got four categories. We've got the first category. It's the cream of the crop. You know that I'm the cream of the crop. Our second category is the diamond in the rough. And our third category is the rough around the edges, but, but, you know, there has to be a fourth category. I did say yeah. there was four categories and it, it really just slipped my mind because this category is just trash. It's just trash. <laughs> oh, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. It's, it, it is. This is the bottom of the barrel NFL teams based on the weeks that we have seen and looking as the uh, looking through the outlook of all of these teams towards the Super Bowl. We start off with the trash, though, and there is a team that is sitting in your trash can knowing you know good well that our next tier, the rough around the edges, literally states that this team has faced bad luck. Teams in the rough around the edges category face bad luck, and they are talented teams. You knew good and well that that's what that category meant, and you put the cag- the Dallas Cowboys in the trash? What is I this? did, bro. I did, and that's exactly where they belong. Listen here. Yes, they lost Dak. I get it. In a freak accident, it was super weird. I understand. However, this team is way too talented to be a 3-8 and eight team. Yes, you lost your quarterback. I get it. But it's not like you had to throw Ben DiNucci out there every single week. You have Andy Dalton, a proven starter at the very least in this league. And with all those weapons on the offensive side of the ball, for what the names were last year of the defensive side of the ball, you would think that you would step up and change your mentality. Every team in the NFL faces adversity. You've lived adversity your entire life. That's how you got to the NFL. And to have this mentality, to allow that trash of a defense, to allow so many people to run over them, to allow so many people to throw the ball wherever they want, to allow Zeke Elliott to do nothing but fumble the ball. Zeke Elliott just got a six-year, $90 million contract, and this is what you're putting on the field, a.k.a. the ball? 
It's trash. And that's what they're <laughs> going to be until they can step up their game and prove to the rest of the world that one player is not going to take down an entire football organization. They got to get it together. Trash. Side note, this is why you don't overpay for running backs, okay? I, you'll hear Facts. me say this a lot on this show. Do not Facts. pay for running backs, okay? I still don't get it. I mean, this team is loaded with talent, like you said. I think this is a lot of bad breaks for this team. I think they belong in the rough around the edges category, man. Come on. Well, well let's talk about your rough around the edges. I see why you put the Cowboys there because you've got another team in the rough around the edges that is too high, and they belong in the trash. I've got them where they belong, the Cincinnati Bengals. Why? After two, two and eight, two and nine season, two, nine and one. You don't have them in the trash department. Can you explain to me and the viewers what you were thinking? I don't because exactly what I said before, that this rough around the edges category stands for teams that have faced bad luck, good, talented teams that have faced bad luck, that next year they can turn it around, they can be a much better team. I think the, I think the Bengals can go 6-9 and nine. Or six and ten next season, seven and nine, something like that. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't think they're a bad team, though. I think Joe Burrow was a great, great savior to this Bengals team. He obviously went down with a tragic ACL injury, and they haven't been the same since. Brandon Allen, I mean, Brandon Allen had some good throws. Okay, that was I'm, all I'm, Tyler Boyd. <laughs> it was all Tyler Boyd. Man. It was like seventy-five that, yards. He caught it they 10 yards out and fight. took off. They put up a fight against the Miami Dolphins team that we all were <laughs> saying is, See what you did is there. A, a good team. Okay, There's a lot of they fighting said, in that oh, game. Oh, the, I actually didn't even mean that at all, but I guess you can say the game was rough. Ah, <laughs> this show, also, everyone, everyone watching and listening to this show right now, the amount of rough cut puns that you are going to get on this show – if someone wants to be diligent enough and, and uh, attentive enough to count how many rough cut puns you hear, I would love to see it, especially through this episode. About it. The Bengals, though. They'd the be my rough riders if they did that. The- <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to draw, add one of those drops of the the ring, the rim shot, whatever the drummer people <laughs> do, and stuff yeah. like that. But so. Bengals, Joe Burrow, he is the savior of this team. The Bengals did not look that bad when Joe Burrow was in the lineup and starting at quarterback. Their offensive line obviously is not that good, and he was running for his life, but he was still able to make plays. Tyler Boyd was doing great. We saw the emergence of T. Higgins. A.J. Green's still there. Yes, he is still there on their roster. That is correct. (laughs) And, And you go over to the defensive side of the ball. Yes, they traded Carlos Dunlap, but to me, they have the best safety in the game, and that's Jesse Bates. I think he is the best safety, the most underrated safety in the league. Underrated, today. You I heard can it do. here first. He will be an all-pro at the end of the season. Jesse Bates is the leader of that defense and adds a whole new level to a other, uh, mostly known as a, a rough defense as in, in Cincinnati. I think the Bengals are going to be on the rise here. Joey B and the Cincinnati Bengals. Seven and nine next year, folks. You heard it here first. I'll give you this. Like, <laughs> if you're talking next year, I understand. They have a, they have a chance, especially if they draft some, some offensive line help to protect their number one pick. I'll give you that. But if we're talking about this year, you're talking about a team that had to have their number one pick drop back 
47 times a game. I mean, like, we're about to hear about a Tommy John surgery for a quarterback if he has to keep that type of volume up. And I don't think that's the way to get it done. And even doing that with your great pick, with your great receivers, you're still 2-9-1. So for this year, yes, I'm sorry. They have a good outlook, but trash. They're not trash, man. Get out of here. Your poor takes. I'm seeing more poor takes in your diamonds in the rough. Let everyone know here. The diamonds in the rough are those teams that are Super Bowl contenders, maybe not teams that you can see winning said Super Bowl. But if something, if things line up, if the stars align for these teams, you could definitely, it could definitely happen. You have some weird teams in there. Uh, come on, man. What do you, what do you have for me? Well, here's, here's a weird mention. Since you said weird teams, here's a weird mention for you. I actually have the Patriots here because I could that never. I can't put the, I can't put this team any lower as long as Bill Belichick is the coach. And somehow, they're at 6-6 six and six right now. If they find a way to win out and they get in the playoffs, I mean, it's Bill Belichick. Are you really going to go against that? That's just a mention. Just saying. But the team I want to talk about here as a diamond in the rough is the Seattle Seahawks. And the reason why is because I had them in my championship tier, but what they have been putting on the field recently has not screamed to me. It's been worrisome. To have that loss against a Giants team without their starting quarterback, and granted, their defense has been looking pretty good, and they have improved week in and week out with Joe Judge being the head coach. I, I give him major props. But to be the Seattle Seahawks team that started off so hot, that's been able to have a great deep ball that has had DK Metcalf emerge as the beast of a receiver he is. And to only put up five points in the first half, that's, that's worrisome to me. To then have Alfred Morris put on the show Alf. he put on. He hasn't scored a touchdown since 2018. He put up two in this game against a defense whose front seven has supposed to be improving week in and week out. So this is so worrisome to me that they have, they've regressed so much. And it wasn't like... As much as Russell Wilson got brought down in that game, it seemed like it was a lot on him as much as it was on his O-line. He seemed to be holding the ball way longer than he normally does, which is uncharacteristic of him. With Pete Carroll, with Russell Wilson, I'm sure they can find a way to get it together, but I'm worried that it won't be enough against the real cream of the crop of the NFC. So this diamond in the rough for you is more like a, a downgrade here. This is a team that really shouldn't belong in the diamond in the roughs, but are here because of their struggling play. That actually is why I have the Pittsburgh Steelers in my diamond in the rough. I know, please relax. Monday night was their first loss and it was against the Washington football team. Relax. They're still, they were still undefeated. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I apologize for nothing, okay? The Steelers belong in the diamond in the rough category because let me tell you this. We all saw what happened with the Baltimore Ravens last year. In the, they made it far, and then we come into this season. Hear me out here. Hear I'm listening. Here. I'm, I'm ready. Please tell me. The Baltimore <laughs> Ravens coming into this season, there was a lot of hype around them, and one of the biggest things about them being at, almost at the top was because their schedule being easy. One of the easiest schedules in the league, that AFC North division had the easiest schedule in the league. According to ESPN, that schedule that all those teams in the AFC North had was the easiest. We talked about it for Baltimore, and we're like, okay, Baltimore's going to the top because of that easy schedule. It's the same for Pittsburgh. It's been an easy schedule. They've played the NFC East. They've beaten up on some bad teams. And then they ran into the Washington football team here on Monday night, and they end up losing. 
They end up losing. I, I, Washington's a good team. I have Washington actually in my rough around the edges, but up on my higher tier of rough around the edges because they're a team that has a great defense, a good coach, a serviceable offense. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, are one of the most overrated teams in the NFL because of that that schedule, that easy schedule they have. They have a great defense. I'll give you that. They have number, a number great one. defense. But what <laughs> lead, did we see the last season? Sex. But what did we see last season? Who was the best defense in the league last season? Hmm? Wait, uh, San Francisco. What, what, San Francisco. What? San Francisco was had the best defense in football last season. Heading into the Super Bowl, everyone was like, "Oh my God, they have the best defense." And then what happened? What happened? They lost. I mean, you you to ran the into the buzzsaw of Patrick Mahomes. I understand that in the Super and Bowl. Guess what? So if and that's if what? that's where you're not going to show up, I'm I'm pretty sure they'd be almost okay with that. Losing the Super Bowl hurts, but you get there. I'm, mm. I'm taking my guys that are the cream of the crop. The cream of the crop guys are the teams that I could realistically see winning the Super Bowl, and I don't think Pittsburgh can do that. I And spoiler alert, before we get into our cream of the crop, I only have one team. I only have three teams in my cream of the crop. Only one team from the AFC, okay? My cream of the crop is thin, okay? I don't, I don't believe in putting up top a bunch of teams up at the top here. Better yet, let's get into our cream of the crop. I'm talking about the Chiefs, and that's the team. The Chiefs are that team, the cream of the crop. Yeah, I'm taking the easy road here, but that is the only team in the AFC right now that I see as the top dog. Their offense is phenomenal. Their defense is good. I mean, you cannot go wrong with that Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill stack, and if they decide they want to get Clyde Edwards-Lair involved, that is only another level of this team. Cream of the crop, best team in the AFC, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, let me say this. Firstly, to compare this year's Steelers to last year's Ravens is absurd, and it's hurtful. I wasn't, the Ravens I wasn't last comparing year, them. I wasn't comparing I'm only saying with the schedule. With the schedule, we were talking about the Ravens and their schedule. Okay, that's fine. And we're fine. like, okay, okay, they're going to be a top team because of how easy that schedule was. Pittsburgh's the same thing. I still, I still have a second thing on that because it's okay because you took the Chiefs at your cream of the crop after having uh, the Steelers in your diamonds of the rough. Well, guess what? We're going to get to see how that plays out. Now that they are both 11-1 and one, and they play each other before the playoffs and that game basically decides who gets the bye, we are in for a treat. Now, let me say – oh, my gosh. I actually, getting hot. I just now was going to say I believe the Chiefs are going to win. I don't know if I can just say that outright. They're wow, really? I don't know if I can just say that. Like the the Steelers just came before playing in Washington, came off a really weird schedule. I mean, their games were rescheduled three times. They played on a Wednesday and then had to turn around and play on a Monday at 5 p.m. against a Washington defense that is actually really good which a lot of people are missing because they are in the NFC least, and I understand it. But that defense is third against the run. I think they're top five against the pass. I think they're top ten overall of a defense. That was a really good team, and if there was ever a time for the Pittsburgh to take their first loss, it's in a week after they had to go through all this COVID crap. Now, I understand that can be excuses, so I'll leave it Making up excuses, buddy. It's not my team, so I'm sure even if the excuses, (laughs) they're facts as well. So, but we'll see what happens when they play each other, uh, the Chiefs and the Steelers. My cream of the crop, I do have the Chiefs in there. I do have the Steelers in there. And then I actually have three teams in the NFC. I have the Saints. I have the Rams. 
but I have the Packers. And the Packers are the team I want to talk about because they're the trap team here. Because I don't think anyone's really giving them a shot to make it to the Super Bowl outside of, well, they have Aaron Rodgers, so I guess anything's possible. <laughs> but if you look at it, this team is 9-3. and three. And what do we say about them at the beginning of the season? They're going to be in trouble because they didn't draft another receiver, which, don't get me wrong, they should have, but they've still made it work. Devontae Adams has been a monster. He's been telling everybody he's the best receiver in the league, and you can't say no to that right now. And then they just got Alan Lazard back. And while he was out, they made a number two out of MDS. So they have, they have weapons. That defense is a little bit better than you're getting credit for. That secondary with Jair Alexander and uh, Kevin King. And I'll tell you, you said Jesse Bates is a great safety. I, ag I agree with that. But Darnell Savage Jr. has been coming on as of late. Keep an eye on him. This team, if they, if they, have, the right, if they have the right pieces and things, things go a little differently... I'm telling you, there, there's somebody that can make a lot of noise in the NFC playoffs. I, you know, I can't, I, I couldn't agree more with you on. This will be the first time we agree in our tiers here, as we round out our own personal tiers. I agree so much with the Packers being in the cream of the crop. They are the cream of the crop in the NFC. And that defense, you're right, does not get enough credit. I love Jair Alexander. I thought he's been shut down all season long when healthy. He, yeah. When he's in the lineup, he has been shut down. He's been a great cornerback. That defense is still good. The, the, the only thing that scares me with the Packers defense is that run defense. Yeah. That is yeah. tough. They are, they are allowing a lot of points to the running back position, and that will have to be tightened up. But I still think that offense and with that secondary, I think they are the cream of the crop in the NFC who who do you have? I mean, is it, it, it are the two best teams in the a uh, two best teams in the NFL? Green Bay and Kansas City. Is that is that safe to say? No. New Orleans, put New Orleans up there. I want to, but New Orleans lets you down so often. But if there was a year for them to do it, it's now because we're all expecting Drew Brees to be gone next year. And I was just about to I, I was just about to ask you here as I as we wrap this up. Drew Brees coming back off of an injury. You have them in the cream of the crop. I do. I have them in the cream of the crop. They I belong just thought there. about this. Do they? Do you think Drew Brees comes back and is the same Drew Brees? Yeah, and, and the reason why is because we watched this story last year. You know, when Drew Brees went down and Teddy Bridgewater came in there and they went 5-0, and now it's Taysom Hill. He came in there they went 3-0 and without Drew Brees. And when they get back in, all their cylinders are firing. What Michael Thomas was able to do with Taysom Hill only lets me know that he is healthy again. And Drew Brees having him at 100% is going to work wonders for him. And, of course, open up that run game for Alvin Kamara. So they do belong there. Their defense is top-notch. Their run defense is first. So if they, they're a team to be reckoned with. And, honestly, they beat the Packers. That was one of their losses just by seven points. And, and that, I, I, can, I can see a rematch in the NFC Championship between the Saints and the Packers. As long as the Rams don't have something to say about it with that defense. But, so it's hard not to put them there, but the Packers look really good. You know, it, it, it seems like a field goal away is what would change the Packers from going to the Super Bowl. 
And, uh, and that field goal kicker is Mason Crosby, who has been good all season. I know you hate field goal. I know I know you hate kickers, so we won't we won't stay on that too much. Right back to but where you're bringing him in. We so. bring in our guest. Uh, I would like to give a special so you know thank we, uh, you to the sponsor of the show, Halftime Sports Collectibles. Yeah. They have but a great don't say I didn't mention at the beginning of the show. Don't, don't cut yourself down. Signed right. gear cool. like football helmets, jerseys. Balls. I mean, it's it's an incredible website. HalftimeSportsCollectibles.com. Go check it out. They have Facebook, Instagram at Halftime Sports Collectibles. Right now, this is this is right up your alley here, buddy. They've got a Cam Akers, Florida State alum, but they have a Cam Akers signed Rams full size matte black speed helmet, certified by Beckett himself. I mean, this is this is a this is a real deal. I mean, you saw it. I sent it to you in the pictures here. It is. I mean, it is filthy. I mean, even if you're not an FSU fan or a Rams fan, I mean, this is a sick helmet, man. And it's signed by who I thought personally was the best running back in this draft class. Signed by him. That thing is sweet. At halftime sports collection. That thing is sweet. Thank you so much. Y'all better snatch that up. I might go get that myself. With that being said, we now turn it on over to our NFL analyst, host of the Big City Sports Podcast. He is Dylan Kearns. What's up, buddy? Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. I'm excited to be here. Debut of the Rough Cut, and I'm so excited to talk football with you guys and give some insights. Yeah, we are excited. I mean, this has been a long time coming. We knew when we had this premiere set up, we were like, you know what? We have to do something big here. And we decided to bring you on. So you have a lot to live up to, buddy. You, a lot is riding on this. We're counting on you to give us some good takes in these tiers. I've already seen some of your list, so I'm really worried that you're not going to come up clutch for us. So what do you have? Let's kick it off. Cream of the crop. What, what, what team is the standout team from the cream of the crop? <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm, uh, I'm actually going to throw you a knuckleball real quick with the first one on my list. And a lot of people don't see them as a cream of the crop, realistic, number one Super Bowl contender, but I do. It's the Seattle Seahawks. They're well coached with Pete Carroll. He's a, he's a second half coach. He always comes out in the second half of the season, I'm talking about. They have, if they want to win, go back to your ground game. You have Rashad Penny, who's going to get a lift here soon, and he'll eventually be game ready. You have Chris Carson. You have tons of running backs in that room, including Carlos Hyde. You brought Josh Gordon in. You traded for Carlos Dunlap on the defense. Jamal Adams is healthy. I think they're really starting to piece it together, and they're a credit to a tough division on being where they are right now. I wouldn't be shocked to see Seattle go on that big run that they usually do. Uh, see, I, I'm with you. I get where you're coming from. I just don't. I couldn't say number one contender. That NFC division, that NFC conference is hard, and their division alone is hard as well. And where I'm at with the Seahawks is the way they started the season is what you were hoping to see, and they have regressed hard. I mean, that was a bad-looking loss against the Giants. And don't get me wrong, the Giants have improved week in and week out. But to have someone like Russell Wilson, who was the thick of the MVP conversation for the first six, seven weeks of the season, your MVP he was. Pick, and by since, the way. And, your and MVP I blame pick. myself because from that day, he has looked putrid. I mean, don't get me wrong. Russell Wilson, I believe they can get it together. They always do. We've seen them be 7-9. and nine. But to go against the Giants without Daniel Jones, a Colt McCoy guy who's been 
sitting back up for years <laughs> on years on years to have Alfred Morris, who hasn't scored a touchdown from 2017, to start torching you. I mean, you, you want that run defense to be the team that steps you up, and that wasn't the case. So I'm just a little worried that they can't bring it back together. They're going to have to do a lot of work to make themselves a true contender. And that's a really hard division that they're, that they're in. The Rams have a solid, stout defense. And if they look anything like they looked against the Giants, it's going to be it's going to be an uphill climb for sure. So they got to get a lot together. But if anyone's capable, it's Pete Carroll and Russell and Russell Wilson. But we need to see it soon. You, you literally you literally open that up with like, I, that's a good point. That's a good point. And you, you nicely said it, but it was, you're like, it's a good point. But you're wrong. That's basically what I just heard from you right there. Like it's, it's a good point. But you're wrong. To me, it's the defense. The defense is the biggest concern there. If the if they don't win that division, they're going to come into uh, come into the playoffs as a wild card team. I personally don't see them winning that division. I think the Rams end up taking that division. So their schedule is already going to be tough enough in the playoffs, having to go through the wild card route. I mean, I I don't know, man. So I don't know about these Seahawks being the cream of the crop. I, I like it. I I don't understand. Like, yes, I get your points. But look, there's few games a year that it's hard to win the NFL. We witness Washington come out and beat Pittsburgh. Oof. We witness teams every single week surprise people. So like the Falcons coming out and destroying the uh, Raiders. So you never know what you're going to get in the NFL. That's what makes the game so much fun. But I just feel experience wins, especially in a year like this. Seattle's had no positive tests is another big factor to them. They're a really smart organization from the top down. I have great respect for the Seahawks, and I just feel like they're just, they're, they haven't turned it on yet. You haven't seen it all come together. Jamal Adams was hurt when they started to take off early. He's back. The defense isn't the best, but I feel like they can scheme their way to a couple of playoff wins and eventually a Super Bowl championship. God, I miss Jamal Adams with the Jets. Don't That's don't it. put that on him. <laughs> but you, you, you brought, yeah, well, you, you bring up teams that could possibly make a difference and, and, and win on any given Sunday. That kind of reminds me of the Diamonds in the Rough here. Which of these teams that you have on your Diamonds in the Rough list can actually make a difference here? The Indianapolis Colts. And I say that with 100% confidence. Look at this football team. They have a defense. <laughs> they have a defense that can beat any team, anytime, any week. You throw them out there, and they can absolutely do damage. Everyone talks about, oh, well, look at that defense against Tennessee. Look, DeForest Buckner was out. They had a lot of defensive injuries that took place in that game, including some few positive tests. But the Colts, look at their defense. They're solid all the way around. Julian Blackman stepped up. But it goes back to my point right here. Frank Reich is a great head coach. He's a very underrated head coach in the National Football League. Look at what he did in their victories against good teams. You saw him beat a Tennessee team in the Tennessee and then you saw him beat Packers on back-to-back -back weeks, and they were both trailing in the first half. So he's great at second-half adjustments, gets his team ready to play, and they have so many different pieces on their offense that you don't know which one's going to hit you in the mouth. And it, they, they do a great job of uh, spreading it around, and that keeps teams off balance, which could also steal them a few wins. Yeah, trust me, I know about their many pieces on offense, Jonathan Taylor, fantasy football owner over here. <laughs> uh, honestly, AJ, I, you're going to have to step up here. I had Indianapolis in my rough around the edges, but after hearing that, I'm, I'm 
kind. Rough around the, the edges? Here. What do you what do you say? Nah. I had the I had Indy on rough around the edges. You wait, you have Indy. Diamonds in, in the your, rough uh, for sure, man. I mean Dylan rough. Dylan to a, to an ex, to an ex, to an extent hit it right on the head. I mean, they're a top five defense. There's been a lot of teams that's come up against them, and what we've known from Indy in the past, you've been waiting to see that happen, and it hasn't. They've grinded out some really tough games. And, and they're doing it with a lot of different weapons. It's funny to me that you brought up the Titans, Dylan, because I kind of think this team, the Colts, are what people think the Titans are. You know, like the Titans have the big names, the Derrick Henry, the A.J. Brown, the Corey Davis. But the Colts have the execution, and they're still doing it with people like T.Y. Hilton, who's still trying to get on track with Phillip Rivers. They're doing it with the committee of running backs with uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines and sprinkling in a little Jordan Wilkins, a Trey Burton tight end running from the, from the uh, goal line. You know, they have, they have the execution that people believe the Titans should have, even though they're sitting right there at the same level uh, record-wise, but I believe they're a better team. They're definitely somebody, if everything goes their way and they're, they're finding the right matchups in the playoffs, they can find themselves in the AFC Championship, and if things really go their way, eventually the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I can see that happening. Yeah, I had the Colts as my division winner uh, to start the season in the AFC South, and people thought wow. I was nuts, but I saw a regression from Tennessee coming. But uh, it's still it's still too early to tell. But I, I think that uh, Indianapolis could definitely potentially Tennessee make a is run just here. hot and cold. You don't know what you're yeah. going to get from them week to week, and that's what worries me about Tennessee. They're so, I, I had Tennessee dropping a lot this season. I think that they're an overrated team. You shut down Derrick Henry, you shut down that entire team, in my opinion. Just uh, that's just that's just for me. That's why they sit in my rough around the edges. Indy sat in my rough around the edges, but after all this, <laughs> I might want to change that after today. Dylan, who do you have in your rough around the edges that really stands out? Well, I have a team real quick, but last thought real quick on the Indianapolis Colts. Let me ask you guys a question. If Andrew Luck is healthy and playing on this football team, are they Super Bowl winners? Yes. Yes. And oh, it broke yes. my heart. 100%. They finally got a line to protect him, and he retired. Like, oh, it broke my heart. Broke yeah. my heart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That they definitely that they would definitely be really up there with the Indiana. They would make a the really good City AFC Chiefs championship. I don't know if AFC. I could put them right over the Chiefs with Andrew Luck being the only difference, but I would love to see that matchup between him and Mahomes for sure. I love that question. Yeah. That's a good question over here. Yeah, but going back to the rough around the edges, of course, I have the four, uh, San Francisco 49ers. You look at their football team, they're a product of what the NFL has had these last few years. 2017. Jaguars, poor quarterback play, great defense. 2018, Trubisky, poor quarterback play, great defense. Now, they did, they had great years, those quarterbacks I'm talking about. But 2019, it was the 49ers. The 49ers had that. Yes, this year, they have had some injury issues, the bug, of course. And then they also had some tests. But outside of that, I mean, you, you really saw regression from this football team. I understand that there were a lot of injuries. But look... Look at how those two or those two teams I mentioned about the Jaguars and the Bears taking that step back. And the following year, they were bad. Like, the Bears still finished 8-8, eight and eight, I believe. But, man, it's, a, it's just tough. And I think the 49ers are a product of what has been taking place here in the NFL. I, I, although I don't although I don't appreciate the, uh, the, the slight at my boy Blake Bortles, <laughs> I kind I, I definitely agree with you here on the 49ers and, and, and them being rough around the edges. I don't, I don't know if you put enough emphasis on the injuries they had because I get what you're saying where, you know, you have a team that came out of 
essentially nowhere. You know, you can see the the trend was upward with the Kyle Shanahan 49ers, but I believe those injuries were way too much, way too quick. I mean, they lost their entire defensive line, and that was the bulk of what they were able to do as a defense. And when you lose a Nick Bosa defensive rookie of the year, you know, in the first couple games for the season, that's a lot to put on a secondary with Richard Sherman aging. And Jimmy Ward is good as well, but to have all that go down and then to finally start getting your, your identity back, to start getting Debo back and Raheem Mostert back, and then to lose George Kittle and Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it, it's just it, they, they are the definition of this tier where they're a really talented team and nothing went their way. I would have loved to have seen them at full strength, to see if they would have been able to bring it back. Because I, I definitely believe they're a playoff team that just had a really bad a really bad injury bug hit that screw. Yeah, I agree 100%. It's just, it's unfortunate what took place with the 49ers. But uh, once again, I, I, just, I just think that even without these injuries, it would have been tough to win, especially in the division that's been on the rise this year. Yeah, that was our first, that was our first team that we all three had an agreement on here being in this category here rightfully so now we have to really bring it down here boys we have to really go into the dumps so to speak go into the trash dylan who is your just trash team that you want to i guess it would just be ripping on here at this point (laughs) the chicago bears that's right i'm calling the chicago bears trash look matt Nagy is mark trustman 2.0 i don't want to hear any of these other nonsense things Matt Nagy is Mark Trestman 2.0 he has the one good year and then Bears fans fall in love but then it just sort of dwindles down and the one thing about the Bears everyone talks about their defense they've been underwater for two years now they need to come up and take a breath otherwise they're going to absolutely drown because they have been on the field way too long uh it, it just seems like whenever they finally get time off the field the offense goes three and out so they just they're overworked they're tired you've seen injuries pile up these last few years especially Akeem Hicks but this Bears team is just to be five and one and then to have everything collapse like that it's just it's just sad to see right now preach man oh my gosh I yeah I didn't I didn't talk about the Bears in mind but they are definitely right there in the trash area and for me it's because of Mitchell Trubisky I was talking about this earlier on the show. I literally tweeted out that it physically hurts me to watch Mitchell Trubisky play football. And he's supposed to be good. He was a second overall pick in the NFL draft. And I understand that was a huge, huge mistake. We have Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes in the same draft, but I digress. It, like, it's just, it, it blows my mind how he doesn't, he doesn't see the field correctly. He, he's got talent around him and he's misusing it. For the love of God, get Allen Robinson out of there and allow him to be with a good QB. Because he, his career is wasting away in Chicago with Mitchell Trubisky. Ugh, trash. It is so wild. It is so wild that you brought up the the Jags earlier on when you were talking about the San Francisco 49ers. This is the most Jags type team, though, with the <laughs> fact that their defense is their defense is lights out. Their defense is very good, and they just can't. Get off, get off of the field because the offense continues to turn the ball over and continues to go three and out. It is, it is ridiculous to watch Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky go out there and do what they do. Like I said, as a Jags fan, it is awfully familiar because it, it is literally the same exact thing. Poor Allen Robbins, like you said, I really hope he goes to a contender after this because, oh boy, does he need a change of scenery. Yeah. 
Precious. He's never had a good quarterback. You look, Blake Bortles, I mean, <laughs> Bortles, you've had Henny, you've had, I mean, not like an elite quarterback that hits him consistently. I look at a team like the Green Bay Packers adding him, he'd be really popular in Chicago after that. Yeah. But outside of him, I mean, look, there's no long-term answer at the quarterback position. I think a team like Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys could end up retooling to where they can get back to winning soon. But the Bears, they need to break out the cranes and just destroy the house because they need a full-on Poor Khalil Mack. Oh, there was so much promise. <laughs> I wondered. There was so much invested yeah, in that trade. Yeah, and oh, he's just. <laughs> Although Oakland really hasn't, Oakland I don't think has really invested in the picks properly uh, with the with that deal. But that's for a different time. I, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna have to nip this in the bud though. You have mentioned Blake Bortles' name in poor in a poor manner, and I just don't like it. We're gonna have to we're shutting it yeah, down. How now, dare you okay? be honest, Dylan? What's wrong <laughs> I, with you? <laughs> I, I don't like it, man. Blake Bortles did nothing wrong. He took the Jacksonville Jaguars to the AFC champion. Well, the defense did. He was a part of that team that was at the AFC championship game. That was one game away from the Super Bowl. The disrespect for Blake Bortles has to Still go. a bad throw. Dylan, Everyone says Stephon Gilmore made a good play, which he did. But that was still a bad throw. Sorry. Miles Jack wasn't down, buddy. Miles Jack. MJWD. <laughs> Miles Jack was not uh, was not down. But Dylan, we appreciate you so much for coming on the show for the premiere. Let it, let everyone know where they can follow you at. Let them know. Give out all the plugs. You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at Dylan Kearns TV. But you can also find the podcast that I host, the Big City Sports Podcast, to talk about Chicago and New York. Uh, sports teams and their markets. Uh, you can find that at Twitter at the Big City Sports PD and also on YouTube at Big City Sports Podcast. But I've enjoyed my time on here, and uh, I'm excited to bring some sp- uh, football knowledge onto here. Yeah, we're uh, we're definitely gonna have to have you back on AJ over here. I don't know how much I, I don't know much how much I can more deal with him. Uh, this bad fantasy takes and bad DFS lineups that he's bringing to the table. We might have to have you on more often here. Thank you again, buddy. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Once again, thank you so much, Dylan Kearns, for hopping on and talking tears with us. He was pretty solid. I didn't appreciate all the Blake Bortles uh, hate, but, you know, (laughs) I digress. And I was great. Can't wait to have him back. Yeah, man. I love Blake Bortles, man. I love Blake Bortles, man. That's it. That's it. Guys, thank you so much. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning into this premiere Thank you for joining us on this ride. It is going to be we're on it's on the rise, baby. It's on the rise. The rough cut here. Yeah. We're changing the world. AJ, let them know where they can follow us on social media. Yeah. And before that, like I, I just want to echo your sentiments, man. Absolutely thank you to anyone who supported us, everyone who's helped us get to this spot and get this show started and off the ground. Highly appreciate it. Now hit that like, hit that follow, hit that subscribe. You can find us on Facebook at the Rough Cut Sports on Twitter at roughcut underscore sports, and on Instagram at the Rough Cut Sportscast. Can't wait to have all you guys following us on content. Join us in. There's going to be a lot of content. A lot, okay? Three episodes a week coming from your boys. And obviously, this is just the premiere. But once you go to see us on the uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to us to, make sure you drop that review, okay? Let everyone know who comes over to check out this show that it's a five-star show, baby. It's a five-star show because that's what we're doing. That's what we're bringing here. Five-star content. AJ, you have any last words before we send it off? 
Five star content. I thought it and you said it. Oh my, oh my god. god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yes, sir. <laughs> tomorrow. Hell of a premiere, buddy. Yeah, hello premiere. Tomorrow we're gonna be talking NBA. We're previewing the upcoming season. It's back. It it, it is I mean, it's in. It's in the books, man. It's in the works. That we're getting some NBA basketball coming up very soon. We're going to be talking Eastern Conference preview. Until next time, folks, we'll see you tomorrow.